0: everybody. Sorry, I wanted to try like a new little intro. Um, nothing rhymes with intro. I was going to do like a fun little like intro, centro, intro intro, bintro. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> now that we're thoroughly weirded out with each other's presence. Hi, welcome to the 22nd episode of the Buns of Steel podcast. Woo. We made it so far. I think every... Every time we do a new podcast, I just think, "Wow, we've come so far. How far could we take this? How far will this go? What's it going to be like when we get there?" And um I can honestly tell you nothing's different, nothing's even changed. Um but we're just chugging along. This is this is this is what it is. How are you doing? are we pointing our toes are we keeping our shoulders down are we um flattening our transverse transverse abdominus which is the deepest layer of abdominal muscle and it's also the lowest um are you getting rid of those hamburger hands like i told you to get rid of um are you stretching are you taking class let me know are you teaching are you trying to be the best dancer, teacher, choreographer, lover of dance that you can be? I hope you are. I hope you are. Here we are. Um, again, I am setting up my flexi-stretcher because I'm nice and warm, kind of, from class. And it's always good to stretch after after class, kids. So if there's a bunch of like ruckus and movement going on in the background, I'm thoroughly Sorry. Um but yeah, I'm laying here on my flexi stretcher. Um and honestly, I'm seeing a big difference in my middle splits. Like my I've never had good middle split flexibility, but I'm constantly thinking about it whenever I sit on the floor, when I'm taking attendance in my classes, or when I'm ready for ballet class or any other type of class to start i always just make a habit sorry i'm like reaching for my water um i always make a habit of sitting in my middle or like being in a straddle and walking my hands out in front of me so that i get a little bit of a stretch in my inner thighs and middle split region before class um and then i try to do it after class because I'm really trying to work on it. I'm really trying to go for it. I'm trying to get better middle split flexibility. I'm trying to get my legs a little bit higher. <sighs> it's an ongoing process. It really is. Um, but yeah, anyways, let's 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 talk. Let's talk about stuff. Um, I went to class this morning. It is. Tuesday, so you'll be listening to this. I'm a little bit late, so bear with me. Um, It is Tuesday. We're recording a podcast, and I came back from class this morning. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I've been going to Core Power, so that means I've been waking up at 5.20 to 5.30 a.m. to get to my 6 a.m. class, which seems like a big sacrifice, but it it's really good because I love the amount of time. Like, because I, I get out at seven a.m. Um, sorry, I just got a text. I get out at seven a.m., which means I have three hours until ballet starts or the next class that I that that I take starts. So that's a lot of time to recover and eat um, but of course your girl doesn't have any food um that's an exaggeration i did eat yogurt this morning um some vegan yogurt um but i do need to go grocery shopping but i'm going to save that for later because i need to elongate my grocery shopping days so that i'm not spending so much in less than a week because that is the worst Yeah, Um, so I ate and then went to ballet. It was one of those days I went. So Laura was subbing. Laura Wade was subbing for whoever teaches. Tuesdays, I don't even know. And um, it was one of those days where I really had to like ramp myself up. Sorry, I have an itch and my leg is way over there. Um, I really had to ramp myself up. Um, I did take a nap after my core power class into ballet class. took a nap. That was a really good move. Um, I felt significantly rejuvenated and more ready for class because I was kind of sleep deprived when I got up for core power this morning. Um, and then a lot, of, lots of good people were in ballet this morning. Um, lots of visceral company members who I love to take class with because they are stunningly beautiful dancers and people. Um, they're just great, like i aspire to be as maybe a little bit as beautiful as they are in every single class that they take i feel like they never have a bad class like i never see them oh I, ne- well, I see them sweat but like i never see them stress about like things or i never see them really mess up <laughs> um they're just beautiful 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 people um if you're listening hi i'm a fan um and class was really hard um laura's class is always really hard but today we jumped for 20 minutes which is pretty much a norm but it was lots of like changing directions and i'm really trying to work on my petit allegro in college it was kind of a joke that i could not do petit allegro like i just kind of shuffled around in the background i'm not even exaggerating i shuffled around in the background to avoid petit allegro because it was so bad it was the were it was the worst exercise for me by far um but today or lately even during quarantine I've been working on my jumps and trying to be quicker all of that so ha to all my college friends I'm stepping it up I'm doing it to them um and I you know when you just keep messing up in front of the teacher um that was me in pirouettes I just was not it in pirouettes today I just I have a little bit of a mental block going in on the left side, um, like ande, ande or on the left side, um, which is weird because I've really been working on fundamentals of turning and balance and things in Mike's class. So it should be different, but it's not, of course. Um, on the right side, I feel good, but it's just that left side. Um, I'm still experiencing a little bit of weakness just over in my overall dancing abilities, from quarantine, just not being able to jump fully, not being able to hold my leg up fully, um, and not being able to really exert myself in a dance class in a very long time. So we're slowly getting through that. We're getting over that. Um, I'm trying to eat more and cleaner. Cleaner. Yeah. Cleaner. I said what I said. I'm trying to eat more food and... But cl- with cleaner options, just being more strict with what goes in my body because I've just noticed and I was talking with my roommate about this, um, that my legs are getting tired, which they kind of never did before. Um, like they're just getting fatigued really quickly when they kind of never did before. So I'm wondering if that's like all the running that I'm doing and maybe all the jumping, all the new jumping that I'm doing and working on. Um, so I'm hoping that just hydrating more and um, – Eating more is going to help that, so I can just build that muscle back. I'll probably lose weight in the process, which will be not a bad thing. Um, and then I'll just be in a in better shape overall. So I'm really excited for that. Things are going well. I'm not really stressed about my physical my physical appearance right now, although it is looking better, um, just because I feel so much happier in my days. My day to day is. I'm trying to like get it back to what it was before quarantine. Um, I hate talking about it. Like I hate talking about COVID and quarantine, but that's just the reality. You can't really ignore it. It's just that's what happened, and it's there, and that's it. But um, it just feels like I'm finally dancing for myself, and I feel like I'm getting some outside attention that I don't need to be giving to myself that like other people are giving me and my teachers are giving me. Um, Oh, rehearsal started last week with Ariel. Yeah. Ariel in Chicago. We had rehearsal and I was talking to one of my, one of my friends that's taking my, my community class on Monday mornings. Um, she was like, I, she was like, wow, like you guys are in rehearsal. And I said, yeah, isn't it great? And she's like, yeah, I think you're the only company right now that's actively rehearsing. Like, well, Coalescence, they're a virtual dance company. So they're of course rehearsing because they can. Um, and they just had a show which was beautiful. Um but they she was like, "Yeah, you're like the only like in-person dance company that's like rehearsing right now." And I was like, "Wow, that's kind of special. That's kind of cool." Um and it just has been feeling really good. On Wednesday, we had rehearsal and um we have a performance in September and I can't disclose the location because um the place that's having us doesn't want every doesn't want our whole audience to come because they're being really, really strict about the COVID guidelines. The performance is outdoors, I can say that. But they're just, they just want to make sure that everyone's social distance, everyone's wearing a mask, no exceptions at all whatsoever, which I completely understand. But they're saying to us, like, don't invite anybody. <laughs> so, um, but I can say it. I mean, we're we're rehearsing for a performance, which I think is a given because we're, we have rehearsal. Although I've talked about this before, I would go to rehearsal even if we didn't have a, didn't have a performance because I just enjoy it that much. Um, and we're doing solos. So we're doing some solo work. And oh my god, my choreography with it's with Karen Fisher Doyle. It's my choreographer. She's our resident choreographer at Ariel, and sort of like acts as um, assistant director and just a she wears a lot of hats in the company. Um, But her choreography is so difficult and so like. It's really fun. Like, I really enjoy my solo. I'm getting to it. I'm getting it now. A lot better. Um, but, like, the first day on Wednesday, I my fingers were giving out. You know, I had to be super, super safe because I literally did not even know when things were, like, safe for me to do. Because there's skills that I've been doing since 2018 consistently. And I'm like, oh, this is no big deal. Like, I can do it. in my brain... But then in my body, it's not, it's not it. It's not similar. I have to like rework all of that stuff and really make sure that I'm practicing really, really safely. Because if I don't, I could quite literally fall from the sky. So um, that is not something we want. That is not something we want to happen. I don't want to be injured. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. I don't want to be injured in the first month of rehearsal so i'm real like this is a new thing um to be pacing myself um also speaking of pacing myself i think i'm gonna like come out of this flexi stretcher sorry i, I keep flexi stretching during my podcasts but it's like the only time that i have to like sit and not not be on social media and not do anything so that's when i it's when i do it plus i'm really warm right now from ballet so um that's what's happening, but hold on. Let me see if I can like do this in a less pain painful manner. Oof. Okay. Okay. It still feels bad. Ow. Okay. Oh, my water fell. But nothing spilled, which is good. Okay, I'm gonna take my flexi stretcher off. Ow. Ooh. Okay. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We're here. Um, Like I said, I have been feeling, have been feeling a difference and seeing a difference in my overall flexibility from this, from this thing. So, um, oh, and I'm also going to get certified in being a flexi stretcher instructor. So I'm going to like learn all the different ways that you can use a flexi stretcher and not just like the basic ways that I've been using it, which will be really, really exciting and good. Um, what was I talking about before when I got distracted? Oh, rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal. So yes. Oh, pacing myself, pacing myself in rehearsal. Ooh, what, what a topic that is. Um, I'm not one to pace myself. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. That's been my, my mentality this whole time up until now. But now I'm like, you know what? My brain can do this, but my body Is on a different page. So it's not like, it's not like, oh, Jenna, you're just being lazy. Just do it. It's like, no, I like really can't right now. Right now, obviously. I'm actively working on strength. I've been taking my core power classes. I've been taking class. So it's like, I I will inevitably get back um and hopefully be stronger. Let's be stronger than where we were before. Um, but you know what I mean. Like just you know, going in and doing like chunks at a time is like not the way I love to work. I just like to just bang it out and just suffer. (laughs) That sounds really unhealthy now that I'm saying it out loud, but that's just what it is for me. That's what it is. So anyways, we're learning the the solo section by sections. Like all of, there's four of us in the company. We're all learning solos. It's going to be kind of fun. And we're learning them. We're learning them section by section. It's really fun. I'm really getting excited. I have to be more in tune with my body, which is not a bad thing. It's going to be a good thing in the long run because um, I'm not going to hurt myself. And it's good practice to to be in tune like that. Um, so I, I leave very, very sore. Take an Epsom salt bath, which I've never done before. And um, yeah, take an Epsom salt bath. That really helped. I haven't taken an Epsom salt bath ever, and so I didn't really know how it was gonna be like i didn't I don't really like baths that much like i'm that's not really my method of relaxation, but I was pleasantly pleasant pleasantly surprised by how relaxing it it really was so that, that's good. I'm gonna do that more often. I need to buy some more Epsom salts because the ones that I used were a gift. I keep burbing I'm so sorry um. And I used all of them in one sitting because I was like, I am not I am not going to be sore tomorrow. No, ma'am. Not going to be sore tomorrow. I can be mildly uncomfortable, but I'm not going to be incapacitated by my own muscle soreness. No, ma'am. That is not what's going to happen. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Um, so I'm trying this new thing called taking care of my body, which I've been doing with my diet for a pretty long time, but not with like you know, Epsom salts, and massage therapy, and um, doing, like, and and I've been loosening up a little bit on my diet a little bit, even though I said right before this that I am trying to eat better, but more. Like, yes, that's true, but, like, I found, okay, I found these hard, these, like, soft candies. They're kind of chewy, called Gin Gin's, and it is a candy, it's a ginger candy, and I've noticed with myself that I really, really like ginger. I drink a lot of ginger ale, I drink, or I and I, and I, cook with a lot of ginger, and so of course I'm going to like this candy, like it's a, literally, the two ingredients in this candy is sugar cane and ginger, <laughs> so it's really very good, and so I've been like eating those, um, just as a little fun little treat, and it's supposed to like settle your stomach, and have a little a couple of other health benefits but at the end of the day it's still candy um but whatever you know what whatever it's ginger sue me i don't care i'm I'm eating ginger candy who cares who cares not me feels good i also actually i probably should eat some right now because my stomach is a little bit upset i i can also i can also drink a ginger ale so stay tuned with what i decide with that probably later in this episode um rehearsal wow we took we took a turn rehearsal on friday ooh so okay i could not get through my solo on wednesday could not get through it um it was just like a physical physical strength thing um so then on friday we had a rehearsal and i was like okay like i'm not really sure how this is going to go like i hope you know it's fine i hope that i can get through it and i hope that it's a good run because that would be beneficial for me. And you know what? It was good. I did get through the solo. Oops. Sorry. I'm also like looking at Instagram. Stop, stop, stop. Um, I did get through the solo once (laughs) before my fingers completely gave out, Um, which was a win. It was a win in my book. A win in my book. Yeah. What else has been going on oh actually the thing that I really 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 wanted to talk about on this podcast let me find it I was on Instagram um I just wanted to draw some attention to it because I feel like it's really important here here it is okay boom found it so there's been a um, a survey that, has been going around or that just went around from this one girl her instagram name is maddie m-a-d-d-i-e bless b-l-e-s-s and oh cool so i'm on her i'm just on her profile right now and she's got like some really cool things on here oh i gotta read through all of these holy crap so she has she has like a info for dancers on her highlights page um and just has like some statistics so i wanted to bring this up she created a survey from over and and over 900 dancers from around the world participated in this survey and just to and i don't need to bring this i don't really mean to bring this podcast down um but it talks about like the traumas that young people endure in she talks specifically about the ballet world um which i'm sure like i'm not i'm not specifically only in the ballet world so um i can only speak from my experience but i know that the ballet world can be very trying and very toxic for like a better word at times um so i just wanted to bring like a couple of these statistics from her study um from her own personal study she wasn't getting paid for this she wasn't getting like um no one's like swaying her opinion is what i'm trying to say um it was just from this from this survey that random dancers took um so okay i'm just going to read a couple of these that really stood out to me so According to her information in her study, only 10% of current and former ballet students felt that their schools had adequate resources for students struggling with their mental health. Um, of those who are no longer ballet students, 89% say that they are still experiencing the effects of their dance training, um, that their dance training ha- has had on their mental health. So... That just means, you know, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not say what's what this is about. It's just, a, there's a lot of, um, like, worthiness issues and obviously eating disorders and disordered eating and, you know, whatever you want to call it in the dance community, because we are trained to please and we're trained to um, do what we're told and do exactly what we're told and something that I really love about the dance world is that it's very traditional that I feel like like the ballet bar and the ballet center is the way it is because of many many years of it being in existence and I love being a part of that and I love being part of the progression of things right now um in like race issues and Skin color in ballet, like I, I love supporting those things and the the, the progression in this pretty. It's I don't know if it's an if it's considered an ancient art form, but it's pretty old. Okay, pretty dang old. Okay, so um, people don't feel like they can go to professionals or they don't have ready professionals to talk to, um, which in any other profession, um, like especially if you go to like a ballet company, I feel, or even a, even a HR or management or whatever, like there's people, there's like people at your company to help you with things or like to direct you in the right direction. As for dancers and dance companies, that's not really a thing. So, okay, let's move on. Um. Okay, this next one, physical and verbal abuse by ballet instructors is not rare. of students were body shamed by their ballet instructor. 92% witnessed that body shaming happening. Um, What else? 49% were the target of sexism. 55% witnessed the sexism happening. 45% 45% were the target of threatening comments. 57% witnessed these threatening comments being said. So these are just a couple of things. I really encourage you to look at this post. This person has, her name is Maddie Bliss, Bless, Maddie Bless, B-L-E-S-S. She, her profile is completely um, not private. <laughs> what is it called? Public, public. And you can look and she has 21, almost 22,000 likes on this on this post. Let's keep going. Um, 46, this one really stuck with me. 46% of students felt as if they had to hide or lie about the way they were treated by their ballet instructors from their parents and guardians. And then she goes on to kind of explain, this is a concerning statistic, which I agree with. No parent should be kept in the dark about the way that their child is being treated at ballet because the child is too afraid to speak up or is afraid they'll be pulled out of school out of the school, like the ballet school. It allows for the abuse to continue and escalate because the teacher is not worried about the consequences. This is with the traditional thing. Like, we are taught these traditions and the teachers, probably outside of ballet, are wonderful people. But then for some reason in ballet, they feel like they have to perpetuate the behavior that they've endured because that's what made them great or that's what made them whatever. But you don't like that's that's not a good thing and also if you are experiencing different things like if you're experiencing you know if they if like abuse of any kind like physical emotional verbal you should tell your parents I don't care if you're 99 years old I don't care if you're nine years old you need to tell your parents you need to tell a guardian you need to tell somebody um, or a teacher that you trust um so that because it because a lot of teachers don't even know don't even know that their behavior is unacceptable which is uh which is not it's it's i can't even explain it's it's crazy to me and also being an adult and learning about other professions um that like normal people have you would never endure this kind of abuse anywhere else um and I'm not saying that everyone's endured this abuse, every, not everyone. Of course, I'm not even in the ballet world, but um, I feel like I have experienced some of these things, whether this was, like, college or intensives or even earlier. Um, I feel like this is pretty relatable stuff. And just I'm just trying to relay this message that, like, it's okay and it's encouraged to tell an adult or like tell a parent that if you're not feeling anything but confident and sweaty and like work like you're working hard and that you're having a direction that you're being pushed in the right direction um pushed is a is a word that I like to use because it's not a shove right where we're, teachers are trying to push you out of your comfort zone so um there's a really fine line there of like I feel like I'm scared to go to class because my teacher is making me do things that I don't want to do whether that be like perform in front of people or she's calling me out when I don't want to be called out or you know those types of things like or you know we're trying to get you to smile in a performance or we're trying to get you to go across the floor um, without having a little freak out and just with you being confident like There's a fine line there. So I'm trying to like really distinguish that fine line of what is not okay and what is okay. It's okay to feel a little bit pushed out of your comfort zone while you're learning something new. It's okay to um, not get something on the first try. It's okay to um, be a little bit hard on yourself because you know that you can do something really great in this class. Um, It's not okay to feel small. It's not okay to feel um, threatened or unsafe or like you have to hide. Um, that's not something you should be able, you should feeling. So just letting you know, make, just letting you know that that's, if you're feeling that way, speak up, please. Here's another one. Um, okay, 57% of dancers have their body criticized by a teacher in a way that was irrelevant to ballet technique. What? That that doesn't make sense. You're, you're there to be a ballet dancer or whatever. You're there to be a dancer. And if someone is telling you like, oh, like curly hair is not like so you should straighten your hair, then no. Okay. um, That's obviously a really like small. I just gave an example that was pretty small and demure, but... Um, you know what I mean? 57, 57%, um, 65% of dancers received or witnessed a ballet teacher giving unwarranted diet advice, despite them having no credentials to be doing so diet is a super touchy subject. And that's why I kind of refuse to talk about it on myself. I don't want to talk about it on this podcast because I'm not an expert. I kind of know what works for my body and what doesn't, um, but I'm, I'm not going to claim myself as an expert because I'm—I've never trained in dietetics. I'm not a dietitian, um, and I'm not well-read to be honest about it. I just kind of know what works. I am actively looking for someone who can talk about diet, whatever that means. You know what. The best way to fuel your body is, I guess, what I want to say. Um, don't take advice from someone who you know for a fact does not have any medical or has read any literature regarding the, to- for, regarding the topic because they could easily steer you in the wrong direction. And again, we're taught to, like, trust our teachers and trust these people. But at what cost? Like, you're, you, it's your body. It's your mind. Um And if you're concerned, um, which everyone should be concerned to some extent about what's going in their body and if it's really working for them and whatever, um, seek professional advice or listen to some, um, medical podcasts or some good, or read some good medical journals about the subject, um. That's that's my best advice. Don't take advice from someone who has no credentials. Um, 48% were personally encouraged by their ballet teacher to restrict their diet. Not cool. Not cool. Um, you don't know as a teacher. I don't know what my students are eating. I don't know because everybody is different, everybody looks different, everybody reacts to different foods and different. Um, things like food vegetables you know different oils different fats different you know dairy versus non-dairy I don't know like everyone reacts to that stuff different so my suggestion um because like what I was saying before I'm trying to eat better maybe a little bit cleaner but more food so that I don't feel fatigued and I don't feel tired um because that's 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 you should feel good while you dance. You should feel really good. You should feel like a well-oiled machine. Um, you are going to breathe hard. That's not when it, That's not the point. You know what I'm saying. I'm trying to feel like I'm feeling my body for what it's supposed to do. And that's that. Feeling your body at the best. So, again, don't take advice from someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. Don't restrict your diet um, unless you've been told by a medical professional, a doctor doctor or someone with a doctorate degree a PhD some somebody somebody with more credentials than dance teacher okay boom boom done done with that um okay yes this is a good one this is like the next slide when dancers were asked to select which of these they had experienced since starting their ballet training or you know I'm gonna say dance training this is what they reported self-doubt slash low confidence, 96% of dancers, unacceptable. Um, And as a teacher, I mean, I've experienced this. Of course I have. Of course I've experienced self-doubt and low confidence. I had low confidence today when I kept messing up in front of Laura. Okay. Like that's, that's what it is. But I think I redeemed myself a little bit in the jumps. Don't know. She did say good to me after class, which I take to heart, which I love very much. Um, But consistently, consistently, I'm not sure that should be happening. I'm not sure that should be happening. And as a teacher, I try, I'm going to try my best. You have my word to not do that, to not make my students have low confidence, self-doubt, that kind of thing. And it's it's hard because I don't know what, what makes that happen. Um, And again, I'm not in the ballet world. So maybe I haven't experienced it as strongly as other people have. Um, But like, if anyone out there is in the, in the ballet world and feels like they consistently hear this phrase or consistently hear this comment being said to them, and that's what makes them have, that's what, that's what they feel like. Makes them have low confidence or self doubt or whatever. Um, I would love to know. Um, obviously, I've felt low confidence and I've had, you know, episodes like months where I've had self confidence issues and been low. But, um, and that was because I was being harped on a lot and um, being harped on with no direction. Um, I wasn't sure if I was heading in the right direction with my training um, or in a specific piece. I remember. Um, in rehearsals for this piece, I was just constantly being yelled at. Um, I was aware that I wasn't doing everything completely perfect, but I wasn't being corrected. I was just being yelled at and told to do it again and do it again, do it again. So obviously don't like that um, going into rehearsal. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit because there's a slide about hypervigilance, which I didn't know was a word until I read this post. So here we go. We're going to keep going. Body dysmorphia, 76%. Um, that's what happens when you look in a mirror every day for flaws um, as a job or as a hobby. <laughs> um, disordered eating, restricting, purging via vomiting or laxative abuse, binge eating, obsessive planning slash calorie counting, 61%. Um, I've experienced some of these. Of course, the calorie counting because I am a obsessive personality. Um, restricting, definitely. um just, it shouldn't be that way. Like I said, you should be fueling your body to the best of your ability with the resources that you have. Um, If you feel hungry, eat something that's gonna serve your body. If you're feeling bloated, Drink some water. If you're feeling like these are things, and I am I'm and I'm not even trying, I'm trying, I'm not even trying to give advice. Maybe I'll cut that out. I'm not really sure. I shouldn't be giving advice because I don't have I don't have the credentials. But if you feel like you need to be purging or abusing laxatives or binge eating, um please seek attention. Please seek help. Um and it shouldn't there shouldn't be any stigma around it you're doing something that's going to prolong your happiness and prolong your life um, and it just happens it's it happens in dance and i and i'm so sorry i don't know i don't know how to stop it because i've experienced it myself um i just have to be that much more conscious when being a teacher and when being talked to um and plus i'm going to ad- i'm an adult now so if a teacher were to come along and say to me you know you should really be restricting your diet or you should be really you know um let's see i'm looking at you should really be counting your calories i'm going to be like okay kick rocks like i'm i'm almost i'm a 24 almost 25 year old dancer gotten this far i'm not going to do that but as a 18 16 to 18 year old you don't have that wherewithal to like say no this adult is wrong like i didn't i trusted every adult i don't know probably not so good for that either um substance abuse 15% over exercising 46% depressive episodes 65% yes yes and yes actually i have i have not abused any substances i can say that truthfully on this podcast you have my word um these these percentages are upsetting to me um needless to say we're moving on oh this is one that i posted on my story Seventy nine percent of students have had a ballet instructor humiliate them despite them being respectful and working hard in class or rehearsal. 80 percent reported having reported having been given the invisible treatment by a ballet teacher who know that too well. Sixty three percent moving on reported being accused of having a bad attitude being lazy, or being disrespectful when they were following the rules and doing their best. 74% reported bracing themselves to be picked on, bullied, or humiliated by their teachers in class. This is called hypervigilance. And when experienced regularly to a point that it inhibits one one from functioning as they typically would, this can be a major indicator of post-traumatic stress disorder PTSD. Wow. Um, That's a lot. Um, I think in the ballet world and in the dance world, I keep trying to like, you know, compartmentalize, but I think it can be found everywhere that teachers sometimes have a little bit of a power trip and they love being in power and telling kids what what to do and training kids or young adults to do just that, um, to do whatever they say without any sort of, um, question because if you question the teacher then you go straight to the back or you have to take notes for the rest of the class or um there's just these crazy punishments um so the the humiliating thing i f- i feel that it's i f- it's crazy cuz i feel almost all of these mm it's so bad. Um, it's so bad. And I don't mean to laugh. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not a joke. I just, it's crazy that I, and when I read this slide for the first time last week, I was like, this is what I need to talk about on the podcast. Because if I thought maybe I was just being sensitive, I was being just like wimpy or weak or whatever. Um, but no, it it really does hurt feelings. It hurts the and like like the other statistics said about um that high, high percentage, I think it was like in the eighties or nineties, of people even after dance training still feeling these effects of of their dance training. After they're done training, like they've been out of the studio for years. They don't choose to go on to college, they don't choose to go on to companies and they're choosing other other things. Um good for them. But Why, why is there PTSD Um, and the hypervigilance? Like I've absolutely felt that again in that same rehearsal process um, where I was learning a piece and I just felt I was just was being harped on day after day after day Um, and I was second cast and I wasn't able to run the pieces full out every single time. So whenever I was put in to do the piece full out, it was always a surprise. and just being not as confident and just being just feeling feeling like I was being watched all the time um for the smallest of mistakes, the smallest of counts, um I just I began like 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 this one said, I began performing and I began behaving in a different way than I would normally um. And I was definitely hypervigilant at that point, just like constantly looking out for threats, constantly looking out for people um, that were going to hurt my feelings, people that are going to make me feel small. Um, not okay. Not a good time in my life. I don't wish it upon anybody. And I promise to never do that to anyone. It's not fair. It's not right. You wouldn't experience that really in any other, any other um, profession. And if you did, you'd report it straight to HR. And then that person would be either... You know, punished or fired. It would just wouldn't be good. I need to drink water after that. Cause I need to stay hydrated. Okay, let's keep going. We're almost done. Um oh, this is good. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not not good, but this is this is another one we should talk about. This is what current and former students reported when when asked which of the Which of these common PTSD symptoms they've experienced since their ballet training began? 56% had nightmares about specific ballets or specific teachers. 49% felt mistrustful of authority figures. 68% experienced anxiety and or panic attacks before, after, or during class. Wow. 88% experienced feelings of guilt, worthlessness. Yes. 79% felt withdrawn or had the urge to isolate themselves. Yes, 41% experienced reoccurring episodes of insomnia. Um, those statistics pretty much speak for themselves. I just I just want to bring awareness to this. I encourage you, I'm not reading every single slide, but just the ones that really hit me. I am reading the majority of the ones. Um, so again, if you if you want to really take this in and you want to really read it, the girl's name is at Maddie Bless, M-A-D-D-I-E-B-L-E-S-S, and it's her most recent post. Um, this last slide kind of sums it up nicely. She says, "Um, when ballet teachers who humiliate you glorify unhealthy habits and take advantage of you say that they have your best interests at heart, they are lying to you. At that point, I almost started crying. (laughs) Um, I almost started crying. That's a true story. If you have experienced abuse of any kind, it is not your fault. It's not your fault. The ballet world has a tradition of people doing what is done to them once they are in a position of power after years of submission. It is time to break that cycle by acknowledging and eradicating the harmful beliefs we've been encouraged to adopt and providing better resources within schools to deal with mental health crisis. Instead of ignoring or invalidating them, we can make the ballet world a healthier place for dancers to grow and thrive. Um, she also thanks the dancers who um, participated in the survey and for everyone who kind of shared the post. Um, that just kind of sums it up really nicely that it's not your fault. It's not your your place. And um, when people say the, your abuser, <laughs> that's so crazy to say, but they're abusing you so they're abusers. When your abusers say that they have your best interests at heart, they're lying. They don't have your best interest at heart. They want to feel good about themselves after a life of maybe not doing, not going as far in their dance career or not accomplishing what they thought they were going to accomplish in their life. And now they're here teaching you, which um, they probably do love. um, But it's different. It's different. Um, So, and I also, as much as I just demonized those people, um, lots of teachers don't even know that they're doing it. They don't know. They don't know that they're being too much. They don't know that they're saying inappropriate things. Um, And it's important to bring those things up. And as much as it's weird, but bring it up in a respectful manner in a appropriate environment, maybe after class, make a meeting with them, have your parent present um, if that's your situation. And make sure that doesn't happen um i should have done that when i was feeling these things should have done that with my with my parents should have done that with my teachers that i felt like weren't weren't doing their jobs (laughs) which was not only just teaching me how to dance but just not 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 teaching me how to handle problems um i don't regret any of those experiences they they did make me stronger, which I hate validating that, but that's what it is. Um, but it's time to stop it now. So if you're a teacher, um, especially if you're a teacher, please go to this post, read it through, um, internalize, m- make some changes. If you've been teaching for two years or 25 years, I don't care um, because you have a huge, huge impact on kids' lives and it affects them for years. Um, after dance training Um, yeah thank you so much for sticking through this kind of deep dark subject matter um, with me but I think it needs to be said I think it needs to have attention drawn to it and not every ballet teacher not every dance teacher is bad Um, but just be just letting you know just letting you be aware we're smart dancers we're smart teachers we're smart parents and that's all i want that's it that's all i want um again so thank you so much please follow me on in social medias my instagram for buns of steel podcast is at buns of steel pod my personal instagram is at jenna brady um we come out with new, with new podcasts every tuesday slash wednesday it's been tuesdays though so far um but you know we might come out with a wednesday one sooner or later Um, All right. Have a great week, everybody. Keep dancing. Love you so much. Bye-bye. See you next week.